This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. We've been talking for the last couple of weeks about considering you know, his ways. Consider his ways. And I'll tell you, if there's some things that God wants to teach us in his word that I believe with all my heart will dynamically impact you and change your life and those who are around you in 2023. This is not just some interesting, clever little thing, you know, we were going to talk about to pique your interest. It's like, no, this is what God says, and it will transform your life, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, but it will transform your life if we just apply the things that we're learning uh, in his word. So uh, I'd like to start off with uh, Revelation chapter 12. Uh, but actually, I, I didn't have all the scriptures in there. So let me see if I can find the scripture here. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. In the Amplified Bible. There you go. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom, dominion reign of our God, and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters... Do you know who it is that accuses followers of Christ, believers in Christ? The devil. The devil accuses us with all kinds of things to try to discourage us and that's what it's talking about <clears throat> for the accuser of our brothers and sisters have been thrown down. That's the devil at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. The devil is always accusing us. He never lets up. And they overcame. And, and com- this is the believers who have been accused by the devil the believers, the followers of Christ, what he's talking about, overcome the devil. And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony. That's something really important. And remember, the word of their testimony, what God has done and is doing and will continue to do in them. And God, the testimony of the almighty himself. The word of believer's testimony enables you to overcome. The blood of the lamb, shed blood, the risen savior, but the word of our testimony is very important to remember. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith, even when faced with death. Mm, very, very powerful statement there. Well, as, as we're continuing on here in Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27 you know, do, do you know, you know, how you were created? Do you know the pattern that was used to create you? Well, listen to what it says right here. So God created human beings in his own image. He was the pattern. God created you. I don't know if you knew this or not, but God genuinely has two eyes. He has a nose and ears. Did you know that? You were created in the image of God. Like father, like son, like father, like daughter. You mean it wasn't a monkey? 
a lot of people have made monkeys out of themselves by saying our monkey was their daddy and their mama, you know. But the Bible is very clear that he, he created you and me in his image. That's right. And that's why people are always, you know, in certain realms are trying to, because they're trying to attack God. They don't like God. They don't love God. They don't follow him. And they try to tell you a lie and get you to believe a lie. But the Bible says, so God created human beings, and that's us, in his own image. That's the pattern that he used to create us. You know, he created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That's what God said. You know, and if you don't believe that, well, you've got to take that up with the almighty God. But he's going to tell us some things about his ways that will transform our lives. And 2023 will be the greatest year you've ever had as we learn his ways and we apply those to our life. You know, so what I'd like to do now is just to pick back up in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And this is a, an account of creation. And notice what you're going to see here throughout this account of the creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hmm. How, think about it for a moment. Don't answer, but just think about, well, how did he do that? You know? The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. How did he create all that he created? And the verse 3 says, Then God said. God did what? He said. God spoke. He said something. And he created us with the same ability that he has. God created us and we have the ability to say something. We have the ability to speak, don't we? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, most birds and animals and critters on the the planet have some method of communicating, but it's a very simple, you know, kind of communicating. They can't carry on conversations like you and I do, but we were created in the image of God. And just like God said, you and I have the ability to say things, meaningful things, because we've been created in his image. But it says here, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. How did God create light? He said it. He spoke it into existence. Now, the sun is a pretty big deal. And the moon that reflects the sun and all the stars. And some of the individual stars are bigger than our sun. You know, but they're so far away, you you can't see them that way. But God creates with his words. And he created you and me. He created us all with the same ability to speak as he has. We're created in his image. And the things that you speak, a lot of times you have no no understanding or impact of what you're doing when you're saying things. How important it is to the things that we do say. But it says, and then we'll move on. Then God. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called. He's speaking again. He called, you know, the light. He called it day. He's speaking. 
There's a creative power when God said, let there be light. And there had never been light before. And it's like, light just began to burst forth throughout the universe. Because God created it with just, just a few words. Let there be light. But he spoke it and then he said, you're created in his image. And you have the ability to speak as well. And you create good and you create bad by the words that you say. You genuinely do. And it can dynamically change the direction of your life. And this year that's set before us genuinely can. And God saw the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. That's just on the first day. Then God said, said, he's still in this creation mode. He's creating things. And then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. happened. That's what happened. You'll notice anytime God says something to be, it happens. It genuinely happens. You get familiar with this book and whatever God says, that's what happens. It genuinely happens. And we would be wise to learn, you know, his ways and apply the things he tells us because we're created in God's image. And our words causes things to happen. It genuinely does. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called. He's speaking. He's speaking. There's power in his words. And he called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second Second day. day. Then God said, God is creating. It's amazing the creative power that God has and you are created in the image of God. You have the same power that God had. He gave it to you intentionally on purpose. And you don't see, you know, a lot of other critters out there. They have a mild form of communication, you know, but they don't have the intense communications that you and I have who have been created in the image of Almighty God. And God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that That is what what happened. happened. Again, what God says, it happens. You can count on it. When God says it, it's going to happen. That's just the way it is, you know. God called. He's using his mouth. This creative power that flows from his mouth. God called the dry ground land. And the water sees, and God saw that it was, it was good. What God was creating was good. Then God said, said, he's still in this creative mode. He's generating things. He's creating things. And you and I are created in his very image. Let the land sprout with vegetation. Every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And And that that is is what what happened. Every plant you see outside, every leaf, every seed, everything that's out there, God created it and he spoke it into existence. And he made sure when he created it, he created it with seeds. So it continued to 
replicate itself, to reproduce itself. That's what he tells us right here, and that's what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. The evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, said, he said, he's continuing to create things on this whole planet here. Then God said, let great lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them mark off the seasons, days and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And And that that is is what what happened. happened. Just the way God said it. God has never said something that it did not happen. He, he creates with his words. God made two great lights, the sun and the moon, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. It was good. And the evening passed and morning came, marking the fourth, the fourth day. day. Then God said, said. Throughout the whole creation process, God is creating with his words. And he created you in his image. You have the ability to speak things into existence. You genuinely do. Now you may choose, like, well you don't believe that. that that's, your, that's your business. It's the truth nevertheless. You know. It's just the way it is. Then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water. And every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. It was good. Then God blessed them saying. Notice how God blessed them. He used his creative power. He used his words. It says, and then God blessed them, and, and he was creating a blessing, saying, He blessed them uh, with creative power, miraculous power, and then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, said He's a wonderful creator, and it's really not complicated to follow the theme of what's happening here in the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. God's creating with his words, and he says, you were created in his image. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. It happens. When God says something, it happens. You can believe him. You can trust him. And when you and I begin to say things like father, like son, like father, like daughter, you and I have the ability to create and to bring things into existence. We have the ability to speak negative things into existence as well, which we'll discover as we continue on. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. good. Then God said... He did what? He said... He did what? He said... He said... He said this. 
You know, I mean, we're, we're kind of beginning to understand that God's just continually saying things and bringing things into existence. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be Who like ourselves. Our? ourselves. He said, let us make human beings in our image? In our and And he's speaking this into being. But he says, let us make human beings. And it's the Father, you know. And, and we know the Son. And his name was what? Jesus. Jesus. But he wasn't referred to as Jesus back then. Did you know that Jesus only got the name of Jesus once he was born in Bethlehem and laid in a manger? That's what he was named. He was known as the, the what? Word. The Word. The Word. It was the Word. It tells in the book of John, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. That was talking about who had become Jesus and was God. And he became a man and he dwelt among us. That's Jesus. He was the word in the beginning. He wasn't born a baby. He's always been. Father and the word who we know him now is Jesus and Holy Spirit. And that's who he's talking about when he said, let us. I just wanted to clarify something. He was born a baby, but that's just when the word became flesh. And dwelled among us. He, he, he was full grown. But in the very beginning, he was just. That was, was one of the creative miracles of him becoming a baby in the womb and being born of a virgin. That was part of the miracle mm-hmm. to be born. And if you remember why he came, he came to seek and save the lost. Mm-hmm. He came for one purpose, and that was to pardon us and to forgive us so we could go to heaven with him one day, you know. But he was not known as Jesus before that. And God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like ourselves. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created... He created human beings by speaking. He created human beings by speaking... But he created them, the pattern was, in his own image. He created them to be like him, with two eyes and two ears. Well, like father, like son. Like father, like daughter. So he created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And how did God create? With his words. He used his words, and we know he took a little bit of sand... He was molding and shaping it, but we do know that he breathed into that sand and that became who? Adam. Adam. And then he reached into Adam and he, he took a rib out, you know, and, and he created the woman, Eve. But it was all words in the midst of it all as God was in this creation mode. Then God blessed them and said. God blessed them. God is still creating creating a blessing upon them. And it says, and he blessed them and said, he blessed them with his words. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, said he said something as he's been doing a whole along and he's been creating. And then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth. Throughout the earth. And all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life. 
And that is what happened. It happened just the way God said it. Then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very, very good. good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the sixth day. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our, our speech and our words can kill and give life and heal. The words that you say, now I didn't make this up, this is God's word. Death is in the power of the tongue. And life is in the power of the tongue. He said that. So sometimes you're speaking death. And you wonder why things are happening the way they are. Uh, sometimes you're speaking the words of life. But he said that and he wanted us to understand it. Consider his ways. Understand it so you can apply it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, specifically your tongue. That's what he's talking about. Romans 10 verse 9 says, For if... If we know it's a conditional word, if you do this, something's going to happen this way. If you don't do that, something different's going to happen. For if you confess with your mouth... If you confess, this is a word. If you confess with your mouth, you're, you're, you're creating words here... He said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you, you, you confess this, you speak it out with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you believe in your heart, you speak it out of your mouth, and if you understand words, are, are your heart overflowing? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So the scriptures tell us, we'll probably see that in a few moments, but it says, for if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him, we're talking about resurrection power, raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how salvation comes to your life. The forgiveness of sin by confessing your with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So our heart overflows and that's where our words come from, our heart. So if you hang around somebody a little while, you can tell what's in their heart because they'll be talking about it all the time. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And that's the way we get salvation. That's the way we get forgiven. That's why we get our names written in the book of life because our heart overflows with these words, we confess that Jesus is Lord. That, that's what brings about salvation to us all. For it is by believing in, in your, your heart, heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing, confessing with your mouth that you are saved. That's an important ingredient. People don't necessarily know how to get saved, how to get right with God. He says, first off, you got to confess what you believe. So what's in your heart and you believe that Jesus died for you and he rose from the dead and then you confess it with your mouth and a miracle happens and we call that salvation. We call that forgiveness. It's a miracle that takes place there. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And this is in the Message Bible. It says, we're not keeping this we're quiet. We're not keeping this quiet. You understand? 
We are not keeping this quiet. Not on your life. I, I just wanted to read the way it's supposed to be read. <laughs> We're not keeping this quiet. Not on your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believed it, so I said it. I believe it, <coughs> so I said it. And we will end up saying what we really believe, won't we? We will. He says, I believed it, so I said it. We say what we believe. And then going back to Psalms, uh, I mean Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. We've already read it, but let's read it again. And this time it's in the Message Bible. Words kill. Words kill. Wor words that you have said kill. It kills dreams, kills hopes. I mean, it genuinely does kill. Dreams, it kills all kinds of stuff. Words do that. Words kill. It's a very negative thing. But also it says words give life. So are your words creating encouragement? You know, think about it. Does the words that you say on a daily basis, do they encourage or do they discourage? Think about that. The words that you're saying. This is not talking about somebody a long time ago historically. This is talking about you and me, you know. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. You know, so are your words productive or are your words destructive? If every word you say is one or the other. What kind of words were you saying on the way to church today? Somebody said, how'd you know it was on out this morning on the way to church? <laughs> well, everybody talks about stuff on the way to church, you know. But you, you've been saying destructive words or you've been saying productive words, you know. You, you really have. Now, there are 12 words divided up between three people that actually changed my life. Twelve words divided up amongst three people that changed my life. You know, I said four words. Will you marry me? Yes. And she said one word. Yes. And the preacher said, you know, seven words. I now pronounce you husband and wife. How about that? Twelve words that have dynamically changed our life for the better. It's, it's, it's impacted the entirety of our life, has it not? Yes. Because those words flow from a heart. Our words came out. And they've been good words. And, and it came out of our heart. You know, a positive word makes you feel good. A negative word leaves you feeling depressed and defeated. Words release energy. A single word can turn you on or can turn you off. A negative word can diffuse your enthusiasm for a project. A positive word releases positive energy and becomes a creative force. Now, I wonder, are you, and we talked about this before, are you a balcony person? Or are you a basement person? Does your words that you say on a normal daily basis, or you basically, when you're talking to someone, or you say, hey, come on up here. The view is better. You can see things a lot better. You can see a lot further. Come on up here. Come on up here with me. Are you always pulling people upward? Or are you a basement person? Or are you always pulling them 
come on down here where it's damp and it's dusty and it's moldy and it's smelly and it's dark and gloomy. Just come on down here with me. So are you lifting people up or are you pulling them down? You're going to be one or the other. And that's going to be a choice. And I can usually find the answer to that question by asking someone who knows you. But they're too kind of a person to tell me in front of you. You know, right here, right now. <laughs> Our words have creative power. So don't ever say things like, you know, I'll never succeed. Don't say that. There's creative power in those words. You know, don't ever say, I don't think I'll make it, whether physically or or businessly and things like that. Or don't ever say, I'm a loser. And we know people who have that in their heart. They tattoo it on their shoulder. I'm a loser. I think you just created a word. Say what? I think you just created a word. What word did I create? Businessly. Yeah. We have a lot of businessly people. Yeah, there you go. That has happened before. (laughs) So anyhow. Where were we? (laughs) Uh, let me see where I was at here. Oh, yep. I don't think I'll make okay. it. Okay. Um, in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2, it says here. You are snared. Now, hold on a second. Let me find my bag here. I don't know if you know what this is or not. This is a snare. And this snare here could catch a coyote, it could catch a wolf, and it would, it would catch it. It genuinely could. It could catch a whole lot more than that. But it's got this little gizmo right here, and you, you put some branches, and you hold it up just the right height off the ground, and you put it in the right shape. And then when, a, let's say, a wolf or something comes through there, it just very easy. It don't take much you know, effort at all. It just tightens up. And he cannot get it to open back up, and he cannot break it. It's just too, too strong and powerful. This is an aircraft aluminum cable. Cannot get out of it. I think you're snared. We do that, though, don't we? We snare ourselves. Do you help me get it off there? There you go. We need help. Sometimes... Our words do snare us, and sometimes we need help from somebody to get the trap off of us. And we can try to do it all by ourselves, but sometimes we just can't get out of the snare, out of the trap. We, you know, we, we try to, but we just can't, can't do that. And let me see here. Here's another. That happens to be a snare. There are hundreds of kinds of traps that you can have or you can make and it's pretty amazing this is just a little old thing here but it is a powerful trap and it's amazing what it can catch and you can set it and you can put it down this way or that way or on a tree this way and you know once you get trapped you know what they do with animals that they trap most of the time they skin them and they sell their hides you know Anyhow, I better not be playing with this while I'm not looking at what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, can we read that verse here one more time? You are snared by the words of your mouth. You're snared. You are trapped by the words of your mouth. 
You'd say, oh, I'd hate to get caught in that snare or that trap. It'd hurt and it would take away your freedom. You, you would be trapped, you know. And, and, and we are trapped. We are snared. We are caught by the words of our mouth. There's a snare. It comes right out of your mouth and it traps you. So think about what you're saying because you're, you're creating life and you're creating death. The Bible says you are snared by the words of your mouth. And it's easy to talk to yourself and talk yourself out of uh, your dreams. I wonder, have, have you been trapped and, and you've forsaken and you've given up the dreams that you once had? Dreams that God had put in you, but you've trapped yourself because of your words, the things that you said. And sometimes it's not just the things that you say. Did you know moms and dads can put a snare and a trap on their children? You'll never amount to anything. You'll never measure up. You were a mistake. There's so many words that we can say and we think, that's no big to do. That's not true. I'm telling you, God said it was true. Even if you say it in humor, even if you think, well, that's okay, you create with your words. And I'll tell you what, I say, if I got a little tickle in my throat, you know one of the first things I say is? By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I'm quoting a scripture in the Bible. You know, and I don't know if you, you ever heard where the Bible says you can lay hands on the sick and they recover? I lay my hands on myself sometimes because <laughs> ain't nobody around at the moment, you know? But he talks about laying hands on people and praying one for another. You pray the word. You and I were created in the very image of God. And there's power in the words that you and I say. And if we can learn, we consider his ways, we learn his ways, his words, they're powerful. But he says it right here. You are snared by the words of your mouth. Well, I can't do that. And we're snared, we're, we're trapped by that. But listen to what it says here in the book of Mark, chapter 11. And remember, you're creating the image of God. Mark 11, verse 23. I tell you and the truth. And this is Jesus who is speaking here. He says. I tell you the truth. He, he'll never tell us a lie. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You, and which person here do you think he's talking about? Every one of them. You. 100% of us here, he says, you can say to this mountain. Now, you think about what kind of a mountain is in your life. Some kind of a mountain of problems. It could be a mountain of financial problems. It could be a, a mountain of physical problems. It could be a mountain of relational problems. It can be a mountain of anything. But he says here, Jesus is talking to his followers, to believers. That's us. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Remember what we read in the book of Genesis, chapter one, the whole chapter? Every time we were reading when God said something, it says, and it happened, mm -hmm. and it happened, and it happened. Wonder if we changed the way we talked this year, 2023, why don't we begin to be much more positive and we begin to speak the words that we're learning, we're reading, and we're, we're learning his words, we're learning his ways. wonder how it would dynamically impact our family, our own personal self, body, soul, and spirit, every aspect of our life. But Jesus said, I tell you the truth. 
You, you can do what? Say. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You cannot talk defeat and expect victory. It's a foolish thing to do. If you're going to be talking defeated words all day long and you think things are going to get better, it don't work that way. You know, you, you can talk lack, but to be honest with you, you, you really can't talk lack and expect abundance. It, it don't work that way. You know, you will produce what you say. So it's so important to learn God's ways, to learn his word, and learn to pray. You know, when you pray a prayer and you need something specifically, you don't just pray, God bless me, amen. He tells us. He says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. And then it says, tell God what you want. He says, be specific. And then thank him for all the things he's done. And then his peace that passes all understanding will guard and protect your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. It's what he's telling us here, you know? So you will produce what you say. You will produce what you say. And we need to become familiar with what we should say and not just say, well, God bless me, amen. But you say, and I'm just going to quote a scripture. says, Papa God, you said that I could come boldly to the throne of your grace and I can obtain mercy and grace to help me in my time of need. I just quoted a scripture. I just prayed the word that's powerful. And it will dynamically impact your life. And every other passage that we can learn from his word, we can learn how to pray in a powerful way, and it will change things. And if you're watching for it, you'll see it change things in your life. In 2023, it'll be different, and it'll be better than it was before. That's just the way it is, you know? Um, So with our words... You can curse or you can bless your future. Would you rather have a blessing for your future? Yes. Well, then we need to learn to speak God's words. And we need to be positive. And God's words are very, very positive. That's what we need to be doing. Now, I know we've read this before, but let's read it one more time. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our words have death or our words have life in them. You, you send your words out, you know, and, and you want to go the same way as you send your words. You want to send out life-filled words, but it's there. And you, you probably all know somebody who's always speaking death. It's just gloom and despair and agony on me and everything that they say. But you don't want to do that. And, and let me encourage you. I would not watch. Anything that teaches you and your family to speak negative words. This world we live in right now, television and internet and all that there, you can just watch and follow people who are just talking negative, 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 and we can think it's cute just to be negative. But when you call it, well, you're speaking death and you wonder why bad things happen, that ain't cute, is it? We need to learn how to speak life. And that, you will prove it. You'll discover it is absolutely the truth. Listen to what it says here in uh, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. 
It is the same with my word. God is saying, it's the same uh, with my word. And what he just got through talking about, he said, the rain is going to come down and water the ground. And the snow is going to come down and it's going to melt and it's going to water the ground. And, and all this waters the whole earth and all the plants get watered. That's what he's talking about. Just read the whole thing later when you go home. He says, it's the same with my word. I send it out. This is God said, I send my word out. And it was that word? Always. What percentage is always? 100%. He says, I send my word out, just like sending out water. It's got life in it. I send it out, and it always, 100%, produces fruit. God, he says, I send my words out, and it always produces fruit. I think if you're going to plant a garden, you want it to produce, don't you? Mm-hmm. You are planting a garden every day of your life with your words. To, to, to those who are in your sphere of influence, you are planting words. You really are. And some of those words that we need to repent of, you know. And some of the, the words were, were probably good words. Hopefully so. But he says, God says, I send it out. And it always produces fruit. It, talking about the words that he speaks, it will accomplish all that I want it to. 100% God says it will. The words I speak. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It, the words, will accomplish all I want it to. And it, the words, will prosper everywhere, 100% of the places, that I send it. You know? Our words are like the buttons on an elevator. You know? They, they can take you up. Or they can take you down. The words that you speak are taking you up or down. You're, you're becoming a balcony person. You're becoming a basement person. Think about the words that you're saying. Think about what kind of words you want to say for the 2023. It will dynamically change and bless your family for the better. That's just the truth of it. That's what he tells us. And, and we're reading scriptures that God put there because he wanted us to read them, you know. And the moment you speak a word, you know what happens? Your words take Root and they begin to grow. Wow. And, and it produces fruit, you know. Many thoughts that we have really should be cast down. There's a scripture that says that we need to cast down every thought. Every thought because a thought will become a word if you don't get rid of it. We need to cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought, because it will become a word, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You don't let those words that are going to bring about death in some facet, you don't let those things stay there. You cast them down. Is what the Bible is telling us to do, because they're very harmful to us and those in our sphere of influence and our, our future. And it tells us right here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord. Trust is the same as believe. It's the it's word talking about faith. Have faith in the Lord. Trust in Him. Believe in the Lord. With all your heart. Now what percentage is all? 100%. It says trust Him. With all your heart. Trust Him. There's a lot of things in this world that's not trustworthy. But it says trust in Him. With all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. And there's lots of times we tend to depend on our own understanding. Just listen to the news. On second thought, don't. 
waste your time. But you can listen to the news and lots of times the news is telling you somebody's opinion. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. A lot of people are leaning, well, this is the way I understand it. Well, I don't believe the Bible and I don't believe in God. Well, I'll tell you what I believe in. They're, they're leaning on their own understanding. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own human understanding. And some people begin to just, well, you think up some, well, this must be right because I thought it up. I thought about this and, well, I should just do that because that's what I thought. You know. Can we read it again? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will. His words. His will. Seek His will. And, and, and faith comes by hearing the Word of God and seeing the Word of God. He says, seek His will and all, and all you do. And, and that means 100% again. Seek his will and 100% of what you do, and he will show you which path to take. You ever need to know which path to take? Yes. There's all kinds of decisions set before you, and you need to make some decisions on something. And he says, seek his will and all you do. And when you're praying about it and all, and he says, and he will. He will. Not what he might. He says, he will show you which path to take. I'd like to share something um, from my experience of the last two weeks. Um, there was a situation of somebody that I, I really love and care about. But you know how he was talking about the accuser uh, of the brethren, the devil, will whisper things and accuse us. But he also whispers things into our mind accusing other people that are false. They're lies. But he'll start whispering things into our thoughts and there was somebody that I care so much about but the devil started whispering into my mind an accusation towards this about this person and I didn't cast it down I continued it was just a subtle thing but I every once in a while the thought would pop up again you know but I wouldn't say it but it was there you know and then given a situation after a period of time i was uh, talking with someone else that's very dear to me and i said i put into words that negative thought against somebody that i truly do care about but i put it into words and i automatically felt regret and remorse and I just, you know, shortly there left at, left where I was, and I, I just was crying. I, I shared with Ronnie what had happened, and I, I couldn't believe that I allowed myself to be trapped, that I allowed myself to be snared, and in a way was snaring this person that I love dearly by the words of my mouth. And so I, I repented. I asked God to forgive me. I still felt bad about it for a couple of days. I called the person who I spoke the words to and asked them to forgive me. And, you know, admitted that I was wrong. And uh, Ronnie, you know, reminded me, well, the scripture says, you know, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I, I believe that and, hung, you know, clung to that. Well, that was last week. This week, there was a situation um, where I was, I was, I felt someone was agitated at me about something. Again, somebody that I love very much. 
I felt they were agitated at me. And I began reacting <clears throat> agitated at them. And, uh, and it was over a situation, and I felt like I just had no understanding. I was totally misunderstanding why they were reacting the way they were. And so I, I came to talk with Ronnie. I'm like, you might have to intervene here because this is just getting worse. It's not getting better. And, and he just said, well, let me talk to you about this a little bit. And in that process of talking it over, he was able to help me to see that those words and those thoughts that I was contemplating in my mind, I needed to cast them down. And I didn't need to react the way I was because I really needed to understand where the other person was coming from, which I didn't. I, I just didn't. You know, I, I was leaning on my own understanding, which was a total misunderstanding. I wasn't really uh, thinking about how, how the situation was affecting this person. And, uh, and again, I, you know, I had to... Uh, I, I repented. I asked God to forgive me. I went to the person and talked it over with them and asked them to forgive me for my attitude and my misunderstanding of the situation, of not putting myself in their place, of not um, doing unto others as I would have others to do unto me. And I, I, I blew it, you know, but God forgave me. The person forgave me. But, you know, I, I needed, I, I was in, in both of those situ, situations, I was spiraling downward because I was being trapped and snared by the words of my mouth. I wasn't casting down negative thoughts. I was not bringing my thoughts into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. I was listening to Satan's lies and it was not accusations about me. It was about accusations about other people that I loved dearly. But I, was, I, I fell into the trap. It happens subtly. We need to be aware of it. We need to, to be alert to it, that it can happen to any of us. And, um, but I needed somebody else. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't getting out of it on my own. I was trusting in my own understanding. And I'm thankful that he was there to, you know, to say, hey, you're just looking at this the wrong way, you know. And uh, we all need each other. We all need to feel free to talk with somebody when we're in trouble in our thoughts and say, help straighten my mind out here. You know, I'm going down the wrong trail. What are you saying about your future? What are you saying about your family? I mean, you can be snaring yourself. And it's a trap that really has dire Bad consequences, you know. What are you saying about your your finances? What are, what are you saying about your health? What are you saying? Oh, maybe it feels good just to just say this, but it really isn't, because it, it's like putting your hand in one of these traps. Right. And and the you know traps are intended to take the life of this animal that gets in the trap. You know, and that's the devil's purpose for us. You know. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done this so many, many times. I've taken a, a piece of paper and I've held it up in front of people. Every time I usually meet with someone, I would do something like this. And I'd say, what do you see? And I would take a pen and I would draw a, a black dot on it. Much smaller than that usually. But I want you to be able to see this. I'd draw it on there and I'd say, well, what do you see? And 100% of the people would always tell me, oh, black dot. I'd say, I'm holding a 
a big piece of white paper up in front of you, how come all you're seeing is just a little bitty dot? Our attention gravitates to the negative, does it not? It really does. You know, and some people wake up in the morning and they're thinking about, and they're thinking about something negative that happened, something negative somebody said, and they think about it all day long. Then when they, they lay down to go to sleep at night, they think about it. They wake up thinking about that negative spot and there's this whole great big old white sheet of paper you could be thinking about if you wanted to. It's a choice that you're going to take. Okay, maybe there's a little black dot of something that happened. Uh, we don't deny that. But you don't have to think about it all day, do you? And all week and all month and all year. You don't have to think about it. So what I, I've done here, I actually figured out how to use the, the copy machine over there in the, the office, you know. And, and so I printed up a whole bunch of these. And you're welcome to take one home with you. If you promise not to think about the black dot. Uh, but you can use it to remind you to tell somebody the story. You need to be thinking about all the good stuff that God's doing in your life. And don't just think about the, the black dot. That, that is not very positive for us at all. You know, that, that's some people only think about the black dot in their life. They go through life every day thinking about a black dot, you know. Uh, negative thoughts do become negative words. You think about the black dot long enough, you are going to say negative words that they're going to come out of your mouth. You know, we should never say, I'm not good at parenting. We should never say, I'm not good at parenting. I'm, I'm unattractive. I'm ugly. You know, we should never say, I, I'm clumsy. I'm stupid. Life and death is in the power of your tongue, and you're creating that. You genuinely are. You're creating the very image of Almighty God. And you should never say, I can't do anything right. You should never say, I'm a failure. You should never say that. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. You should never say, nobody loves me, you know. You should never say, I, I wish I was never born should never say that. You don't know what you're doing to yourself. You're, you're, you're building a negative mountain in your life that would be hard to overcome. You don't want to do that. You want to say God's word. You want to say positive things. We should speak positive about ourselves. And you'll never find more positive words than what God's word. And it's already filled with might and power. And you're created in the image of God. And you can speak these words with might and power if you'll read them and study them and memorize them and hide them in your heart they're life changing they change things in your life and in the lives of those around you so we need to be speaking positive things about ourselves and about other people here in the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 it says in the message bible let every now what percentage is every 100%. Let every detail in your lives, every detail in your lives, in, in your words, in your actions, whatever. That's what it says. Can you go ahead and finish reading it. Be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Every step of the way, thanking Almighty God. 
Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Do your words, think about this, your actions and whatever, do they honor God? Would Jesus be doing what you're doing? Would he be saying what you're saying? Well, if, if he wouldn't be, well, then we don't need to be saying it. That's for sure. What did he say at his weakest, most painful hour when he was being crucified? <laughs> Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And if it wasn't for that, you and I wouldn't be forgiven today. And it's trickled all the way down. His word continues to accomplish what he said to do. And we're forgiven this day. And, and, and you can be and you are filling your, your, your heart up. And, and we filled our heart up a lot of his word today. We, we filled a lot of our heart up with his word. And it will overflow through our mouth. And it will be life changing. It really shall. And, and we're about done here. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 it says. We will speak the truth in love. Growing in every way. More and more like Christ. We're going to speak the truth. We want to speak the truth. And this is the book of truth. And if you'll know this book, the truth, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Set you free is what he says here, you know. And that's what he wants us to speak the truth. And then in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, uh, he goes on to say. Let everything you say. No, what percentage is everything? 100%. 100%. Let everything you say be bad and hurtful. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Now these glasses, i got to get them adjusted a little bit. Let everything you say be good and helpful. helpful. That's what he said in his word here. Let's read that again in the Message Bible. Ephesians 4.29 in the Message, he says... Say only what helps. Say only. 100% of what helps. Each, each word, word... A gift. Is each word that you're saying now, to those who hear you, is it a gift or... When some people hear your word, they go, ah. oh, and it's critical of them. It's judgmental toward them. It's negative in some way. He says each word should be a gift. Each word that you hear, and that, it's just like someone's giving you a gift. When you're saying words to the people you'll talk to today, are you offering them a gift? Is it a positive? Is it a wonderful thing? It can be. It's your choice. You know, you can hand them a piece of garbage if you want to. You can hand them a piece of trash. It's not a gift at all. It's just very, very negative. But he says, say only what helps. Each word a gift. First Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults. An insult is a word, isn't it? Well, you blankety blank, 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 blank. He says... Don't repay evil for evil. That's an actual thing to do. Retaliate. Somebody insults you, well, you give them a, a bigger insult, you know? That's natural, but we're talking about following God's ways, considering His ways, and let's learn to do it supernatural, you know? Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults. When people insult you, pay them back with a Blessing. And words are what blesses us. Can't you say something good to somebody? 
Well, you were my best friends. You're always such an encouragement when I see you. You're one of the greatest cooks. Oh, you got, the, you got the nicest pocket knife of anybody I've ever seen. That's just like Pastor Ron's or something or other. I mean, you can think of something that's positive. You can if you want to. But some people will just choose and so friends. So here, let me just hand you some trash. And, and that does us no good because that's what we'll read, you know. That is what God has called you to do, to pay them back with a blessing. And he will bless you for it. When you bless other people, whether they said good or bad, you bless them. You bless them with good words. God says he'll bless you for it. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life. And I'm sure you want to enjoy your life, don't you? And see many happy days. And don't you want to see many happy days? Yep. Sure you do. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil. Keep your tongue you need to slap it sometimes, you know? <laughs> Keep your tongue from speaking evil. And your lips from telling lies. And don't let your lips tell lies, you know? That's not, that's not, God don't bless that, you know? Be very careful with your words because once your words are said, they can only be forgiven and not easily forgotten. Can, can you remember a few years ago when somebody said something mean about you? Mm -hmm. oh, you can forget them and get forgiven, but not easily. They'll come back up at the most inopportune time and say, why in the world did I think about that? What so-and-so said or did to me. You know, we don't want to be guilty of doing the same kind of thing. Just forgive everybody and let's move forward. And let 2023 be the year that we choose to speak life. There's so much more to this particular theme and what the Bible has to say about this as we, maybe we'll take time and go into a little bit more of it, but it is life-changing when we recognize oh, I'm, I'm considering his ways and I want to do things his way and, and I will be blessed and I won't have to struggle with it and we'll have all the battles that, that, that are available to have in his own life. I want to do it God's way. Let's, let's do things God's way. Well, do, do we have lunch here today? Yes. We do. Again. It's waiting on us. Awesome. Day. How about that? Three times in the last few hours, had a meal down there. Well, <laughs> make it a point. Find an opportunity to speak life to somebody in your meal when you're going down there. Or when you pass somebody, just speak life. Just somehow speak life. Let us be known for speaking life. You know? That's what I would encourage you to do. Well, let me just pray for us. Let's, uh, I'd like us to reaffirm our faith. There may be some here, somebody here today who has never confessed with their mouth and spoke the words what they believe in their heart about Jesus rising from the dead. And that's what brings salvation. So I'd like you to reaffirm your faith with me by us praying that together. And if you haven't, pray for the first time today. Whether you're in this building, watching online, wherever you're at, if we could just join our faith together as we pray. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I believe that you love me. I believe that you love me. And I believe me. you've got a good purpose for my life. I believe you've got a good purpose for my life. I believe you'll grant me wisdom. I believe you'll grant me wisdom. And everything I have need of. And everything I have need of. Thank you again for Jesus. Thank you again for Jesus. I believe he gave his life. 
I believe he gave his life. To wash all my sins away. To wash all my sins and away. And Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus rose from the dead. And he's knocking dead. at the door of my heart. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door. And I open wide that door. And I welcome Jesus. And I welcome Jesus. Into every area of my life. Into every area of my as life. As my Savior. As my Savior. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my King. As my King. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen.